Menemin arrives at Mally's auto service, asking if George Mally has sold any more of her homemade willowed shares. He says yes, but she can't be his date that night. George finds himself alone in the street after his birthday party. He toasts, saying 37. A light appears in the sky which puts him on his back. He comes around and goes back inside. George unthinkingly moves a chess piece. Friend Nate puts George's experience down to drink. George checkmates the dock, thanks everyone, and leaves. In bed, George absorbs information from his Spanish dictionary. George is very logical. Roger wants his car back, but has no cash. George needs his solar panels installed, but Roger can't help. Charlie Shipper knows about solar panels. Charlie Shipper needs a well dug on his property. George quickly suggests Roger help him dig the well. Then Charlie Shipper helps George with the panels, and George will fix Roger's car. Then George offhandedly speaks perfect Spanish to Tito. George inexplicably beats the dock at chess again. George understands things straight away, concentrates, and is reading two or three books a day. The dock wants to do a physical. George hears high-speed Morse code as a repeating message, possibly coming from one of two nearby Air Force bases and might be risky. George answers anyway. George turns the page of a book using telekinesis. His dog Attila is uneasy. George tests his ability some more, then becomes freaked out. George makes a fountain pen slide across the desk for the dock. This scares the dock, but he says they'll figure it out, making George move the pen one more time. George has developed a car that runs on methane and does 90 miles to the gallon. The methane is made from George's garbage and Nate's pig manure. Lace notices George is selling oversized tomatoes, grown using his own organic fertiliser. George takes a basket of tomatoes to Lace's house. Her kids question George about his bunch of flowers. He's found he can name any flower he sees in Latin. Glory helpfully uses ribbon to tie the flowers. George presents Lace with the tomatoes and every wild flower from his house to hers. Then George notices something. He's feeling ultra-low frequency waves, indicator of a coming earthquake. Before leaving, George tries kissing Lace, but she moves away. An earthquake hits soon after. The doc's patient can't speak English and possibly has food poisoning. The doc needs George Malley to come and to learn Portuguese. Professor John Ringold from Berkeley arrives. He's a seismologist. He's curious how George predicted the earthquake. George has multiple ongoing experiments focusing on photosynthesis and solar panels. 
He also transforms pig manure into fuel. Tito says it's an emergency. The patient has food poisoning, but his grandson's missing and could be much worse. Both people ate something bad. In Portuguese, George learns the grandson Alberto is in the orchard. George is sympathetic to Alberto's pain. George does telekinesis on some wood surrounding a tree revealing a ladder with Alberto at the top. The professor will arrange meetings at Berkeley with academics representing solar energy, automotive and agriculture. George has found the perfect housekeeper for Nate and she'll cook. George records poetic phrases in Portuguese when Nate asks for simple housekeeping-related ones. Nate gets to work memorising them. It's love at first sight when Nate sees Ella. When Nate tries his Portuguese, she says he's cute and that she'll return the next day. Jack Hatch and the FBI are confiscating Nate's things because George deciphered their Morse code. George caused the scrapping of an expensive cipher system. The FBI wants to test George. George is asked to list mammals, then to mentally calculate the age of a man born in 1928. George each time wants a more specific question. George then gives categorical answers with incredible accuracy, adjusting for other details the interviewer hadn't thought of. George then moves a pen with his mind. George tells Lace he's scaring the FBI. She says he also scares her, worried things are getting too complicated. At the bar, George apologises to Nate. George gets a thousand ideas a minute. Big ideas and little ideas. He provides Jimmy with a better laid out car park and Bonnie with a more time-efficient route for the mail. George can't understand why he was shown the light and the noise. He's nothing special. He gets so worked up, he magically cracks the mirror behind the bar. George wants to do a meet-and-greet at the library. It would be a great opportunity to explain to everyone he's not dangerous, and he could share his ideas. George is sitting in his robe, wearing stubble, with the shades drawn. He's decided to speak at the library fair to put the townsfolk more at ease. Lace proceeds to sensually shave George and trim his hair. They almost kiss, but she leaves. George cracks some light-hearted jokes for the crowd, and the press arrives. One man can't believe George has read so many books. George suggests they test him. Baines asks about the broken mirror. George causes somebody's glasses to spin around in the air. George explains it in terms of energy, saying anybody could do it. The press ask about the light in the sky. George talks about aspen trees in Colorado that share a root system. The press ask again about the light. George says we're also not disconnected as humans. 
hecklers shout about UFOs, demanding George move a table. A dying child is produced for George to heal. George is forced backwards onto the floor, where he sees the light in the sky again. After his CAT scan, the doc says there's a tumour in George's brain, spread out like a hand. But instead of destroying brain function, it's been stimulating it. George has astrocytoma. The doc says they're going to get the top brain scientist, but George is dying. George gives Nate detailed instructions to use his special fertiliser on Nate's wilderness field to plant corn. Alone with Lace, she says she tried so hard not to love him. She promises to love him for the rest of her life. Dr. Wellen arrives to interview George. Wellen wants to perform open brain surgery, but the odds are 1 in 500 that it will work. Wellen calls it an expedition, a voyage of discovery. Wellen says George is historically very important to science. George clarifies that it's up to him that this be done when he's dead as an autopsy, or when he's alive, when the study of an active brain would tell them volumes. George is told he could be mankind's greatest teacher. Wellen wants to present George to the world. George is reluctant. That's just his brain. It's not him. At the same time he has something to teach, Wellen wants to put his brain under a microscope. George says Wellen has a grasp on technology and a grasp on science, but no hand left to grasp what's important. George would choose a tumour over an alien craft every time, because it's the human spirit. George terminates the interview, saying he needs his rest and wants to go home. The doc then arrives, asking after George. Wellin tells him George wasn't competent enough to make the decision. George Malley is a surgical patient now. Some locals are discussing how George made the pen move with catgut or string. They rubbish George's abilities and skills. The doc says George's girlfriend is sticking by him because he believes in her. One more offhand put-down makes the doc throw his beer across the room. George never asked for anything and it's unfair for them to criticise. George is given pills to take but he secretly empties them into his dessert. Cal arrives and George gives him his tainted dessert. George swaps clothes with Cal and escapes from the room. When a policeman tells the doc George has escaped from hospital, the doc lets the cop's tyres down. In the morning, George is teaching Al and Glory how to fix car engines. Al is briefly upset when George says he came there to die. The FBI arrives. Lace denies she's seen George. George tells Lace he's not feeling scared. He feels like she did when she first held her babies. In bed, Lace doesn't want to sleep unless George is sleeping. The next day, 
Lace gives Dr. Ringold a small pile of notebooks. After he leaves, Lace breaks down crying. Then she notices the treetops blowing. Her children bring her a hot drink and sit on her lap. The following year, Nate is with Ella, who's pregnant, and his fields are abundant with corn. They're all celebrating George's birthday again. The doc's teaching Al patiently how to play chess, and Nate's brought lots of fresh produce for the revellers. Starring John Travolta, Kyra Sedgwick, Forrest Whitaker, rated PG, directed by John Turtletaub, released in the UK 1996, runtime 2 hours 3 minutes. <laughs>